getting everything done is a constant worry on the minds of all business owners, especially if you own a private practice in the healthcare space. There is so much more to run a practice than taking care of patients. Unless you find a way to get more helping hands, you are not going to be able to grow your practice sustainably. In today's episode, we'll discuss why you can't do everything on your own and how to effectively take tasks off your plate. Private practice owners, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I help providers like you control your practice, control your life, control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Hi, welcome back. And today we have another exciting guest. And what are we talking about is on how since two years ago, pandemic hit, we had to make a significant transition on how we work. And many of us shifted to remote work. And in medical practices, we were forced to see our patient in televisits. And as we progressively changing how we interact with our patients, with our team, it also shown there's a huge drop in employment and huge, uh, what do we call that, a, a great resonation. How can we keep the A players on our team and hire only the right people? And most people, when they ask and uh, talk about, oh, Sabrina, how do you attract the talent in your team and make sure they actually work for themselves? It's not on just motivating them, but hiring correctly and hiring the right people for your own culture. And that's why I'm so excited to have uh, Kimber Hill here. And she has been amazing. We connected through CliffCo, a entrepreneurial think tank with many, many different talents in the group. And she has a unique position where she's a woman in tech, uh, responded to 24% 24% of unemployment rate in her community by creating VertForce, a digital platform connecting 50,000 military spouses to vet virtual careers. And those are amazing men and women who have to travel with their spouses. And she just found this gap on how to create more employment and using other people's talent. And her expertise is rapidly delivering quality recruitment solutions from Vert Forces private military talent community to employment partners hiring resilient remote team members. She harnessed information technology to improve the lives of our virtual candidates while solving human resources need in digital and distribution businesses. And today, the recruitment solution her company offers at Vertforce have placed over 2,500 remote job seekers in various mobile-friendly careers and have made $15 million economic impact on military families. And for both her personal mission and then what she's being able to provide 
is so amazing. And these people are equivalent of your front end staff. And you know, those turnovers, if someone quits on you, no one answers the phone, someone calls in from pharmacy, need a refill, or just an emergency, hey, FYI, this is happening. That's the chaos that we're having in our clinical practices. And we can alleviate that with Burforce. Thanks, Kimber, for joining us. Sabrina, thank you so much for having me. Yes, you have the gap. You need reliable, resilient, remote talent, and you need retention. So VertForce, I'm an active duty military spouse. I focus on placing active duty military spouses who have a retention rate that's twice as high as the average civilian hire with your organization. Exactly. And at the end of the day, we want it to be efficient, right? not just yeah. productive. We were just talking about earlier how... All of us are going to have so much to do and we're all busy and you define busyness as a different ways and that's okay. But we can't use busyness as an excuse of not delivering what we need to do for mm. our team, for our patients, and even for ourselves. It's not an excuse. It's just mm. how do you view your time and perspective and how do you leverage your environment and not allow your environment to put a cask on you. So I'm so excited when we met uh, Kimber and tell us a little bit more on why building this platform, right? Uh, why military spouses? I know you have a personal tie to it. Mm. Why military spouses? First of all, this talent is an overlooked demographic. You said it. I'll remind everyone who's listening, 25% unemployment rate and 68% underemployment rate. That means that we've got people with master's degrees, with bachelor's degrees, running the counter at Starbucks. That's what underemployment is. So we see a lot of career unhappiness in the active duty spouse community. And when I married into the military, I had a super close brush with unemployment. But let me draw you to my history before I married into the military, I was very career driven, had spent over six years in on my education and had spent up to seven years building my career in tech, in government contracting and in tech. And it took a lot of hard work to get to where I was and to get to the position that I was headed toward. All right. Two weeks after saying I do, I am shipped off to rural Florida where I was lucky if I could drive 30 minutes and find uh, a common food chain store, right, where we could go and get something to eat. It was devastating because my direct promotion path that I had been in was just pulled out from underneath me like a rug. Fortunately, I found remote work and I was able to retain my career, retain my career continuity and progression. But I met hundreds of military spouses and joined this subculture after I became a military spouse, okay? And about 19 out of every 20 spouses that I met were unemployed, had been let go because they were relocated, reinventing themselves and taking positions that they were overqualified to complete since marrying into the military or since their most recent PCS. And I just thought this is ridiculous. I remember I was sitting across the table from a girl who had passed the bar six months prior and hadn't been able to find a position since then. And I thought it, it's crazy that you've, you've been able to practice for six months and you can't 
work. So I created VertForce, and now we provide recruitment and staffing solutions to place my active duty military spouse talent community in remote roles. And I reach 60,000 active duty spouses. We recruit from them and we work with you, the employer, to scope what are your needs so we can match the perfect military spouse with your remote need. That's so amazing. As a private practice owner, what are you able to delete? In other words, are there any tasks you can delegate, automate, or get rid of altogether? Take checking email, for example. You probably get tons of email hitting your inbox all day, every day. Think about how much time you could save if you had a virtual assistant checking on your email for you. Plus, in some cases, you even can create an automated responder to send emails on your behalf. Little tasks can weigh you down heavily and hinder your progress towards sustainable growth. Unless you take them off your plate. Remember, expanding your impact requires your personal time and attention. If you have to pay for an additional team member to help you, that is a more than worthwhile investment. The more your time is freed up, the more you can do for you business. Do you feel like you have to juggle everything in your practice? Then it's time to find a way to get focused and figure out what really needs to be done on your to-do list versus what can be added to someone else's workload. If you liked today's episode, please share with your friends and colleagues who are also healthcare leaders. They will appreciate you for thinking of their well-being. Now let's get back to the rest of our show. For people who have been listening to me, you know, I talk about the concept of focus funnel. We really thinking about exactly what's the first thing, all the stuff that you're doing. Number one is what can you delete? Most things that we feel like it's good, it's exciting, but if it's not in your natural talent and it's not something that can keep you sustainable, that needs to get off your plate right away. And it's not necessarily you start it and you can't finish. You can pass these things off to a virtual assistant and these virtual staffing to get you the extra 20% of whatever you left off. And other things about people in private practice running your own healthcare entrepreneur is that there are a lot of administrative. Some people just saying, even just have a person screening out their emails, all the messages that come in, it's a huge plus, right? We get hundreds of emails coming in. And if you're someone who has that urge to always empty out <laughs> your messages, then you're spending your whole day on emails responding, right? And we talk about how to create templates and, and therefore these templates on the typical responses are for your VAs to use and for selecting these people to help you. Right. And then uh, once you go down the funnel of creating automation, which you, uh, your message responding or connections, that's someone, these excellent workforce military staff can do for you. And you even can mention law practices, right? Like in businesses, we're going to have like contract issues, HR, right? All, all these little things that we might not think about, but it really protect us in the long run. So we, we have to really dive a little bit deeper. Like what can we give up 
that is not giving up control, but it's expanding our time, expanding our capability, so we can work on the things that's truly in our desire. So, uh, Kimber, tell us about some of the services that you're providing for people, especially uh, our listeners are medical practitioners, and some of that I'm even suggesting. Get someone even just to keep track of your kids' birthday planning, right? Like those things, small things that can even happen. So uh, tell us more about what your uh, workforce has been providing for small businesses, especially in um, people who are running their own practices. Certainly. As a care provider, you want to focus on the care, not the admin going behind it. Right. Vertforce talent community has every position available that you might need. So do you need a phone nurse? Do you need an answering service? Do you need a pharmacist on call who can consult with different components of what it is you're doing? The military spouse demographic has every single one of those positions. And my talent community has those positions and has placed them and staffed them. For organizations. Yes, we also work with virtual administrative assistants, executive assistants, digital marketing. You know, we run the gamut of everything that could be done remote and everything that you can find within the military spouse community. We specialize in high volume hiring. So are we staffing a service desk? Are we coming in to support medical nurses on call? We do that so often, right? We have care providers in our community. What I want to draw your attention to there is that the military spouse demographic has been conditioned by our culture to either go into education or healthcare. So this is a great place for you to find medical billers and coders, administrative assistants who have clinical in practice experience who can come and support you remotely because they understand your business model and what it takes to run the front office and back office of a clinical service provider. Sabrina, do you have any questions about specific roles that Vertforce has staffed? I think what you described was great because that gave people an idea of what they are capable of. And instead of thinking, oh, just a virtual assistant, we don't know how to deal with them or they're not in the office with me. What is the type of support, which I think yes. that's the crucial connection is it's not about seeing everything as a leader, as a practitioner, you're no longer just there in and out seeing patients anymore. You are a manager plus a radio owner, right? We, and we even right. have to take ourselves out of that managerial place because that manager means you know what needs to happen, what needs to get to the end of the finish line. So you need to make sure every checks is there, right? Like I, mm-hmm. everything is dotted on the line. Um, but actually we need to take ourselves a, a higher level as a practice owner is to see the vision, to actually have a purpose, to actually understand what needs to be done for our patients to improve their care, what needs to be done for our team so they don't leave us, right? The turnover of some people's worry, oh, what if someone's kids have issues? Then, well, if they're virtual-based, there's someone else that can replace that, right, immediately. And that has a guideline that you set up for the team. And I want to say, going back to what you said, what can you delete? Sometimes we work with solopreneurs and entrepreneurs or practice owners who aren't really sure. They know, I've got to get some of this off my plate and I don't know where to start. So if that's you, I invite you to a scope call with me. I'll drop the link here. You can get me at bit.ly forward slash 
book underscore Kimber, and you can book time with me directly. Growing your private practice requires more work than you can do on your own. That's why it is so important to delegate smaller tasks that can be hand off to someone else. But that begs the question: How do you determine which tasks to give to another person? The best way is to speak with a remote career expert. They can help guide you through the thought process of what tasks need to be done by you and which ones do not. However, if you don't have access to remote career expert, the best way is to look at all the tasks that you have completed in the last week, write them down, and then think about how much time it took you to finish each one. Then determine which one you love doing and which one you are especially good at. From there, you can evaluate which tasks negatively impact the bottom line the most. And the ones that are the most time-consuming and energy-draining. Before you wrap up your assessment, think about: Is the task you're doing actually the design part of thinking, creating new innovations, solving problems, versus is the task that you have to make a decision on what to do next? Which means that you have to decide on every. Step of the way to make a goal to come to fruition versus it's a task that you are physically doing yourself. Then you can go into what we call a focus funnel. Whether you can first trash it, delete it, or automate it, or transfer to someone else by delegating. Or trim it. Somehow you can cut down or find a better processy. And then, last thing, treasure. What do you really have to do and put on your calendar to make sure it is done? By the end of this process, you should have a clear idea of how to get more help and what can be delegated.、Uh, in that scoping call, what we do is evaluate what is on your plate that. Can be delegated, and sometimes you're not going to know what you can delegate. But talking with a remote staff expert, such as myself, I can point out, "Hey, that right there, what you said, I have someone who's an expert at that, and can take a hundred percent of that work off your plate with a little bit of expectation setting from you." So I invite you to that scope call to understand what are the things that can be deleted. Perfect, and. If you guys have ever heard me talking about how to work through on、um, what to delete, what to delegate, right? Um, um, the quick version. I'm not going into in depth today. The quick version is you're gonna first、uh, look into every single task you did for the past week. All right, just write them down. I、right? go from top to bottom, and then you go back to, up to that list again to put a time frame on how much has each task. Consumed, all right. How much、uh, is taking you? And now the third column is gonna put a check mark and label as passion, right? As something that just feel good to you. Check mark on all of those. And the fourth column is gonna be proficient. Means you have the ability to do. It, you can get it down so much faster than someone else, or you're you're the strategist who can solve problems, see the vision, right? So do a check mark. And then the fifth column, right? And then you're gonna start indicating 
Now is the time for you to think about which ones have both check mark because if it's both check mark, you keep. And you're also looking at the time consumption, right? And that go into how big a revenue would you create with that task, right? So anything that are just a few hundred dollars of tasks, right? And then really go into the low thousands should be delegated. And, and therefore you have a systematic way. And then once you have this uh, worked out, you can still talk to Kimber. And because sometimes it's through conversation, that's when we start thinking even more things that we haven't even written down on paper. And that can help you to really isolate. Okay, great. I'm only doing these now. And then everything else can be helped by someone else. You're exactly right. So it's amazing to have people like Kimber to talk about because she's keep growing, right? Tell us a little bit about your projection for people who are in all these different departments. uh, How fast are you growing your company now? Company's growing very quickly. Uh, Let's see, we're, we're at the beginning of year four right now. Year one, we doubled. Year two, we doubled. Year three, we tripled. So in growth. So that's amazing. That's the staff that we staff out, our revenue. It's really wonderful. But what I love about it is that everyone on my team is an active duty military spouse. So every drop of funding that's coming in is directly supporting the military community. And typically all the hires that we work with are attached to active duty families. So That supports national security, that supports the American economy and drives income back to the families who are on the front lines of our organization. And just from working with with this talent, our name and our reputation and, and brand has blown up in the military community in the best way. We're so happy for that. We're seeing an intense increase in the quality of our employment partners. And Sabrina, I think even meeting you and forming this great friendship with you has been a big blessing from the growth we experienced in 2021. Yes, it's all about creating the solid relationship uh, with the key players in your life. And I call them the power partners. And they help each other to grow, help us to see our visions and help us to really be efficient and get to those goals. And really, I believe when we hire these right people, the A players into our team, that's also a relationship building, right? We're tapping into each other's knowledge, each other's time, each other's resources. So of course, they have to align with your own vision of your practice in your work and how you wanted to serve your community. And it's very crucial to have that trust relationship. And of course, when we just hire someone off the street, off LinkedIn or off any kind of search engine, it's not the same as someone vetted these people for you. So having a virtual care, virtual assistant company, just like what Kimber can provide is so crucial. It's someone to help you to be the gatekeeper, only bring in quality of staff and for for your own practice and for our patients um, alleviate so much headache. And it's also uh, at the same time, we wanted to be efficient because we wanted to have more to enjoy our life and not just continuously work on our work, right? Uh, just like Kim Bershi, she has a baby. And when we do travel for meetings and she, um, she needed to have a sitter, she needed to have her supporting her husband, supporting her staff, her business, right? And so 
it's hard for all of us to be experts in everything in life. And it's not about striving to be experts and then achieve a 10 out of 10 in everything in life. Because we're human. We're supposed to fluctuate. We're supposed to see things differently. And I do ask our speakers to do that quick self-assessment on where they are and where they're going. So Kimber, when you saw your life, Will, what are some thoughts pop into your head? Uh, it was I was surprised that a couple of the areas where I thought that I needed to work, I was uh, already at the maximum 10. And a couple of the areas where I thought I should be at the maximum 10, it showed that I needed some work there. So I thought that the wheel gave me insight that I didn't expect. But I love doing assessments like that because I'm all about self-growth. But going back to what you said, it's not about being an expert at everything. I mean, I've been there. In, in, in my little bubble and in my world, I've worn every single hat at any given time. And let me tell you, who wants that? Not I. I do not want to be there again. I want experts in my life so that I can focus on the things that light me up. And I can see the areas where I need to be spending more time in this area and this area because I know how good I feel when I'm at my 10. And I know when I'm not at my 10. Yeah, that's the thing is how good do we feel, right? It's not about reaching that point, but what do we yeah. feel when we get to that point? And then how can we sustain that feeling and keep going? And then that's how everything's feed into each other, which is amazing. And I so appreciate you for your time and for the type of work that you're providing for us to offload, to have the A players uh, and to be able to fill the gap in underemployment. I think even for healthcare professionals, when we go into employment, uh, guess what? One of the research showed that patient satisfaction actually decreases when you become an employee versus uh, owning your own practice. Why is that? We felt more of a pride and ownership, right? And then at the end of the day is how do we sustain that part of us and not feeling like oh, when we work for someone and we're underappreciated, uh, where we're working below and all these years of training, right? The money that we spend, the same thing as like you have no life while you're in school. And then when you start working, why would you create that same environment of having no life when what your work is actually to create better environment for everyone, those those key players around you. So appreciate the work that you're doing and for everybody who are really just being so hectic, um, you might have the help and might have some help in your practice, but it's always unsustainable because they're having too much employee turnover. And sometimes it doesn't need it to have a physical body in an office. And you might have your answering service, but you might need additional help to have that virtual space to streamline things, have the admin, the billing thing. And it's okay not to do it yourself. It's okay to say, hey, I had a bad experience, but be open, be receptive. That's how we can continue to move forward consistently. So reach out to Kimber. And I'm so excited for everybody to be here. In today's episode, we discuss how unhealthy it is for you and your practice to not seek help when you need it, especially when your time is constantly getting eaten up by tasks that can be given to someone else. 
if you listen all the way through this episode, that might be an indicator that you are doing too much for your practice, and you really are in the right place and frame of mind to figure out a better way. It's time for you to delete, automate, and delegate. To recap, number one, you don't need to do everything yourself. Just like it takes a village to raise a child, you will need another village to take care of your private practice. Sometimes that will require putting money toward hiring a new team member or getting some new software. But in the end, you'll get precious time back to dedicate toward growing your practice and to truly live your life. Number two. Before you hire anyone, figure out what tasks you actually need help with in the first place. If you don't take the time to figure this out, you might be at risk of hiring the wrong person or getting a piece of software that you don't actually use. In order to make sure your money is put to good use, list out all the tasks you completed in the last week and figure out how to delegate the ones that took up most of your time. Number three. Once you figure out what tasks you need help with, then you will need to figure out what kind of, of expert you need to fulfill that role. If you have a lot of administrative tasks, hire a virtual assistant. That can even be a medical assistant, LVN, RN to do some patient coordination tasks and have them work virtually. Need to update your website? Find a website developer. What about contract issues and human resources-related topics? Then it's time to get an HR consultant or agency. When you have the right person in the right role, they won't need as much instructions to fulfill your tasks because they're already familiar with what you need. That will save you even more time in the long run. Number four, you're trained to care for people. Which is exactly how you should be dedicating your time. You didn't go to school to be an administrative representative or technical support expert. If you need help with anything that falls out of the scope of your formal training, then you need to give that task to someone else as soon as you are able to. Life is too short to do things you don't like to do, so don't do them. Instead. Give them to someone else who can do it better and faster. Number five, if you're not sure what you need to delegate, don't hesitate to reach out to someone like myself or another remote career expert. They can help you to figure out what you really need help with and who might be the right person to hire to fulfill those duties. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Odds are you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in this field. It starts with me, and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your own struggle or challenges within the healthcare industry. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect. Where you are going to find all of my social media platforms. Feel free to send me a direct message. If you like me, prefer speaking, then you can record a voice message on the page. So come to sabrinarombat.com/connect and let's continue the conversation.
you know, I think there was there were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone. And that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What were some other things that we our first call that we ever had? There was a quote that you made you gave me from the Dalai Lama. And these are simple things. I did but it was by gratitude. And it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, we'd love to be in the position that I'm in and I forget that, but I forgot it. So that was another one. And then uh, what was some other stuff? I'd have to go from the list. I mean, there's, you know, the two minute reset stuff that we do. Margin, just a little bit. And we even, you remember, I, so I, you know, been a big meditator for a long time and, and everyone goes through cycles of this, but I was so dedicated. It was 45 minutes to an hour every single day, probably at night as well. And then in a busy lifestyle, you go, oh, can't do that. Then you start thinking, well, if I can't do 30 minutes or an hour meditation, then why even do it? But you're teaching people to do two minute meditations, which three two minute meditations throughout the entire day, you know, six minutes total in my opinion, is better than doing 45 minutes an hour every other day. It just made more sense. And it was so much easier just to kind of center myself back in and go back at it. So, and one thing now, I'm gonna have to do a plug here, is this. Yeah, and you knew I was gonna do this, didn't you? <laughs> so, this clock right here has been, you had, I don't know if yours is next to you or not, but you, you held this up for me one day. And we're talking about time blocking, yes, <laughs> time blocking and everything else. I said, well, where is that? So I bought it on Amazon and it, you know, it has the clock and the five and 10, you know, 15 minutes and so forth. It is awesome. And so when I started using this thing, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, when, I, when I'm actually tracking my time, I've got a lot of it. When I'm not tracking my time, even if you take a five minute break to surf the internet and it's 15, 20 minutes later, the time goes fast. So it's been fan. I can get so much stuff done in a 15 minute period. It's crazy. So come to sabrinarumback.com forward slash connect and let's continue the conversation.